0: Welcome back to Soul Warrior. This is your host, Morgan Pate. Today, I'm here with Justin. And what do you do, Justin?
1: I work construction currently. Okay. Roofing, exteriors, anything on the outside of your house, we'll take care of.
0: And you own your own company?
1: No, I sell and project manage for another company.
0: Okay. Okay. Very cool. So I met Justin uh, when I worked at a gym and this man, he would be at the gym two or three times a day. Like, I remember I'd work early in the morning, you know, 5 a.m., and he'd be in there. And then I'd come back later at night to work out myself, and he'd be there. I'm like, do you you ever leave? But he's just,
1: man. I don't. Uh, it's I can't sit behind a desk, so I do a lot of my work from the gym. I can answer emails and get back to people while I'm either in between sets or doing cardio. And sitting behind a desk just never worked for me, so yeah. it's way easier to go to the gym and handle your business there yes
0: absolutely so from from that you started jujitsu too and like yeah. yeah yeah
1: that's been a fun journey i started that back in january okay. um needed something to pick up the slack during winter
0: yes all yeah. the trails
1: are covered in snow yeah. so i couldn't mountain bike that's right um so jujitsu was a really good way to meet people and to keep busy during the winter, okay. not just laying there thinking about what trails I want to hit next. Right. But so, yeah, have you ever done any of the, any of the, you know, martial arts or anything like that?
0: Yeah. So I started MMA similar uh, time, like back in February. I used to be a kickboxing instructor, yep. but then I started actual, like, all of it, all Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, all of it.
1: Nice. So then you know the community that they build and everything. It's awesome.
0: It's, yeah.
1: It's nice to have your gym community and everything like that, but there's something a little more intimate about beating people up and having to take care of that group too. At the gym, you can just talk and be like, oh yeah, you know, you're good. But when you're actually in charge of somebody's health and in charge of somebody's, uh, you know, safety and well-being, it's a, it's, it's a much closer community. And I've, I've found it's a bunch of great guys, great women too. Yeah. Um, and really love it there.
0: People that, that hold you accountable yeah. and when you're not there, they're calling you where you at Ex- you know at the weightlifting gym it's not like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't get the accountability at the gym. If they haven't seen you in months, it's like, right. "Oh, you know, hey, I haven't seen you in months." Mm-hmm. If you're not at Jiu-Jitsu, they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Are you, you know, yes. you better be hurt, otherwise yes. you better be in here. So, it's a it's a much tight tighter group of guys and it's a lot of fun. It's mm-hmm. just a great way to also get rid of stress, mm-hmm. you know. There is you don't you can't think about anything else besides the next move when you're being choked or when you're being punched. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much clarity in that, that you can get from your life when you have everything going on around you and you feel like your life's falling apart. Yeah. But you go get choked out a little bit or you go get punched and you realize, oh, okay, I had that moment of clarity. Yeah. You know, it's not that bad. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's been a great, great thing to add to what I like to do.
0: So. Have you noticed that that community, like, I would say anyone really in the fitness community, whether they're weightlifting or martial arts, they, uh... Cut this out. It seems like a lot of people are going through hard times in the gym. Yeah. And, like, do you notice that in, in both communities? Well, it's like,
1: it's yeah, you... It's, it's a form of escapism. It's a yeah. form of addiction. And you see it you see it a lot in the fitness community. You yeah. see it a lot in jujitsu. A lot of people, I mean, like you said, I probably go to the gym way too much as it is. No,
0: it's but awesome. It's, yeah.
1: it's my form of escapism. Yeah. I could, you know, for all the struggles and everything I go through in life, I could escape into a bottle. I could escape into a bar. I could escape into a lot of different other terrible things. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, I like to be able to wake up and... Not feel terrible the next day, yeah. unless I'm hurting from jujitsu. Yeah. But a lot of people choose different escape me- mechanisms mm-hmm. that aren't healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think the gym is one of the healthiest ones, but you can still see it in a lot of people that they're hurting. Yeah. That you know they're trying to make up for something, or it's it's a crutch to get them through life. Whether that's good or bad. I, I don't know. I think it's it's better than a lot of things that you can do. Yeah. I, I I would venture to say it's probably the healthiest thing you can do. I know it helped me through my divorce. Yeah. Um, you know the the gym owner uh, was going through a lot of the same stuff, so mm-hmm. I'd sit there and talk to him, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we could reminisce and
0: commonalities
1: commonalities. Yeah. Um, but like I tell him, you know, it's cheaper. It's cheaper than going down a bottle. It's healthier than going down a bottle. If I can be there, you know, three hours in the morning and three hours at night, and I'm not going out and hurting myself, yeah. then, you know. And you
0: have a daughter, too. So I you, you got to think about her. And, and yeah. Absolutely.
1: That's what it, I mean. That's one of the biggest things that keeps me on the straight and narrow is that I have another life to take care of, mm-hmm. and I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't get a day hungover when yeah. you have somebody else. You, you sit there, and you have to... Make sure that your bills are paid. You have to make sure that the laundry's done. You have to make sure there's food in the, you know, food in the. Food ready. Yeah, Yeah. food ready. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always there's always something that has to be done, and a lot of a lot of the unhealthy methods don't don't allow that to happen. And you can get, you know, very unhealthy parents, and then you raise very unhealthy kids, and you start the cycle again. So
0: absolutely, I praise you for for knowing that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just, it goes over
1: their head. Oh, this is how I was raised and I'm fine. Well, they're not fine. It, yeah, the, this is how I was raised is, is an interesting method. You can, you can look at that and say, yeah, okay, you, you came out all right, but are you making the next generation better mm-hmm. or are you still imposing some of the hurt that you had?
0: Absolutely. So, do you mind me digging into to your personal life no, and asking no, no. you? So, like, um, how long were you married?
1: Uh, was together with her mom for almost seven years. We were married about three and a half.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. That's
0: a long relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was on and off. Um, I was in the oil field during the, pretty much the entire time. So, I was traveling a lot and, mm-hmm. you know, put a lot of pressure on the relationship and, yeah just didn't end up working out for a lot of different reasons and yeah and
0: you've mentioned you've mentioned borderline oh yeah and i'm really i really want to know like
1: so there's there's never been official diagnosis and whether or not that's appropriate of, (laughs) of talking of talking of somebody else when they don't have is that but it's interesting like you mentioned in one of your podcasts of your mom um, your boyfriend came to visit you while you were at the movie theater.
2: Oh, yeah. And your
1: mom said, oh, no, that's fine, that's fine, go ahead, go ahead. And yeah. then you receiving a bunch of text yeah. messages and a bunch of hate off yes. that. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And it
1: just really, really struck a, <laughs> yeah. struck an interesting chord because yeah. that sort of light switch uh-huh. where you're like, oh, okay, did I just imagine that that was all right? Or did you say that? And then going back and forth and questioning yourself was... Mm-hmm.
0: And you, other people are in on it. Like yeah. you should treat her better. I'm
1: like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, and you're questioning yourself because there, there's, there's been multiple times where I look back and I was like, wait, no, that I don't. Okay, wait, and you're, you're, you're backpedaling. You're like, oh, maybe I did. Maybe I did make a mistake. And you're like, no, you said that that was okay. And I went and did that, and then you know you receive pages and pages of text messages and all the hate.
0: Manipulation is that's what it is.
1: Oh. So yeah, you get you get to points where yeah. you're just looking at your life and you start questioning yourself, and then yeah. hopefully deep down you can figure out, okay, is it me? Is it them? All those sort of things, yeah. and then you know once you actually step back outside of it, mm-hmm. it's it's much clearer. you 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 come back to who you are and you're like oh okay
0: it's so easy to forget that people love you and what love feels like oh yeah and what healthy friendships feel like
1: yeah or or you know like you said the flying monkeys of oh you know everybody else hates you everybody else knows that you're you're a real bad person and you do all this it's like what do they like, think of you? Yeah. Yeah. And then you look back at it and you're like, "Well, you don't talk to anybody. You don't really have any friends, so why did why would anybody else know anything?" And yeah. You're like, "This is this is super <laughs> weird. Why would you be saying that yes. to somebody?" Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of those things and a lot of a lot of other things that yeah. It's manipulation. Just, yeah. It, it, it struck a chord though, of, yeah. like when you said, "Hey, you know, my boyfriend's here and your mom said, "Okay, you know, go." i can remember a lot of times where hey i'm gonna go watch you know watch a football game with my friend oh yeah you know go have a good time Uh and then right in the middle of it receiving pages and pages of texts of you're abandoning me i can't believe you do this why why are you doing this you know you're ruining this family and it's like
0: wait
1: what i'm (laughs) I'm literally just down the street you don't need to send this just be like hey come home i need a hug instead of like completely flipping on so yeah, that yeah. was that was an interesting one of learning. Um, I think I think the worst thing to come out of that is the self doubt it puts in me. I know mm. for myself, it's like, hey, I picked that person. I saw something in them. Love them. Yeah, and in your case, you know, you can't help it. That was family. Yeah. But for whatever reason, whatever is wrong in me, I sought that out, and I. I I liked that and I found found love yes. where there was not. And that's that's the thing that's a really haunting aspect of of that sort of relationship is oh god what's wrong with me? You know, yeah. and you can you can go back and be like, okay, I sought that out, I yeah. stayed in it, I did that.
0: Well they make you think it's you and they'll yeah. say like we're apart because you, you yeah. did this, and that's why
1: it's over. What? But then you look at all your forward relationships, and <laughs> then you're always questioning, okay, when is the shoe going to drop? And trying to look behind the mask, because you know that it's there. I <laughs> think
0: everyone's the
1: same way. And yeah. for, a good re- for a good lot, yeah. there is, and it's, that's, I think that's the biggest scar, is I have a lot of friends that get divorced and then get remarried within, like, a year, and I have, I have a few friends that are on their third or fourth marriage and that's one thing that i was like eh, it's not my yeah
0: yeah not
1: really what i'm looking for because no. every time i find myself in that situation it's like uh, it's,
0: yeah it's just gonna happen all over again yeah yeah it, yeah
1: that big hesitation to jump of like oh you know yeah. when you're young and naive you're like oh i can do it and now yeah. you're like i'm wounded and old yes <laughs> i kind of don't want to yeah
0: and t- it's so hard because everyone has normal emotions but you were blindsided so much at first with that relationship that it's like you're unable to tell you're unable to differentiate between like that the extremes and like normal anger at normal yeah like are they the same way yeah or is that just healthy
1: well and that's that, you know, judging healthy boundaries and judging healthy relationships is also one of those things. You want to think that you're normal and yeah. think that you have a good idea of what a relationship is.
2: Yeah.
1: And then you're in one and you're like, okay, is this healthy? I don't know. You don't know. And, uh, yeah. You have no idea. You get super scared and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just jettison that and be on my own again. Yeah. I feel you. I feel yeah. that. It's hard. Yeah. And you're like,
0: I'm just going to be alone forever.
1: Then you're lonely, <laughs> you're like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to
1: go to the gym for the third time instead. Exactly. I'll go to jiu-jitsu for the eighth time this week. I'll go to the gy- gym for the fourth time today. And then I'll go ride my mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And that's a good day. And I, I mean... I've Like I said, I've never liked sitting behind a desk. I've always had a problem keeping moving. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I call it shark syndrome. You know, if a shark stops swimming, it dies.
0: Okay. It, yeah, it's
1: not necessarily true, but that's one of the myths and yeah. that's I don't know when I start sitting down and I start not doing something That's how I feel. So it's like, what's
0: next for you? Yeah you got constantly... It's,
1: it's yeah. always alright if I'm not if I'm not riding my mountain bike, I'm at jiu-jitsu if I'm not working. I'm at, you know, ride my mountain bike yeah. But your
0: self-improvement like can you see a difference between like in yourself from back then when your
1: relationship ended and now? Yeah, I do uh you know just in the ways of being a father mostly just awesome. being able to take care of my daughter and you know getting over the whole thing of oh you're a terrible dad you know you're never gonna be. it's like yeah you know oh, she, you were told that oh yeah oh so
2: yeah. you oh
1: yeah you know, just being at the point now where she has you know <sighs> like i have three or four little girls running around my house at any given time my door is always open you know she constantly has sleepovers all of her friends are at my house you're
0: it's, an awesome dad
1: Yeah. And it's fun. And I think I'm probably overcompensated for that. I built my house basically around my daughter. You know, we have a full climbing wall in the house. Awesome. We have a Ninja Warrior course. We have gymnastics bars all over in the living room. Um, but it's one of those things where that's, that's what I would have wanted. So I build it to what, all the fun things I like.
0: Yeah.
1: That she'll like too. Yes.
0: So. You're the cool dad. eh, You're a fun dad. That's awesome. I,
1: I just don't have, you know, everybody everybody has a different idea of what a home is, and mine yeah. is just where everybody's having fun, you know? I some want people that. want the pristine, picture-perfect, I got 32 different things out on the shelf that nobody can touch and aren't fun. It's yeah. like, no, my whole house is either built to be climbed or, yeah. you know, thrown around. or. Yeah. Let's enjoy life.
0: Let's yeah. teach, instill that, you know, in our kids that... This life is meant
1: to have fun and not. You don't reach eighteen and then it just goes to crap. Yeah. Yeah. You. That's the thing. I'm, are you? Are you still wanting to have kids? Or are you still? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I want to have kids, but I'm. I'm still a big kid. Twenty seven, and I'm like a child. That's
1: I, perfect. I that's, all go, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. all you need. Because all these parents that are still adults that you know don't get down and play with their kids. That's the most boring thing ever. You know. I'm. One of my favorite things is we'll get to jiu-jitsu. My daughter, my daughter goes to jiu-jitsu, too. Um, we'll get there 15, 20 minutes early. Okay. And I'll go out on the mat and I'll drill with her.
0: That's awesome. And then
1: as all the other kids start showing up, I'm the only parent out there actually playing with their kids. Awesome. And I usually end up with 15, 20 kids just mob attacking me and having a good old time. And to see the other parents off on the sides that... They
0: don't want to get involved.
1: They don't want to get involved. They just want to drop their kids off. Yeah. And, and granted, there's plenty of times where I, I go in there and I have work to do and that's fine but to see it on a daily basis so because i like i like being out on the mats i like having fun and i being a big kid is the best <sighs> thing you can be to be a parent yeah. so
0: i think a lot of them are insecure they don't
1: want other people to judge them oh, but
0: it's like who it's your child who
1: God, cares? that's well, that's one of the greatest things when you get older and you go through some hard stuff is that you don't care it doesn't it doesn't matter you know, when you go through a divorce and you're still in the neighborhood, and you're like, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. You know you're the like, things that really matter. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm healthy. My kid's healthy. And mm-hmm. I'm having a good day because it's sunny out. Mm-hmm. And you look at all these people that you know, class, and oh, this and that, and they're talking about all the neighbors. It's like I, I never participated in that, and I, would I give hated, a shit. I hated the little <laughs> drama in the neighborhood and everything. Yeah. It's like I don't care. Are they, are they good to their kids? Are they, are they, you know, hurting anybody? All right, then yeah. I don't need their name in my mouth. They're good with me. I'll have a beer with them. There it
0: is. Yeah, that's what matters. The, yeah. None of this other stuff. You know, I think you have a really good heart, and that—that's what's hard about going through hard times. Is because it's I'm I'm a good person, but I was told I was so bad. I was told I'm bad father. Yeah. Like,
1: well. And you you realize through life of what you can handle and what you can't and when you need to reach out and when you can't. And that's the hardest thing, it's the people that don't.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, because I'm sure you've been in the armed forces, you have plenty of people that you lost to suicide and all that sort of stuff.
0: I had a friend that was killed because he asked his parents for money.
1: He was killed because his parents killed him?
0: His, His father held him at gunpoint and had been drinking that's
1: that's a terrible situation yeah. yeah yeah it's one of those things that um, I don't know we we just had a guy that killed himself in our work group Man. that was I mean he was 26 27 had the world in front of him great guy um, just fell back into some old habits that right. he knew was you know kind of crushing him and you realize that you can I mean he was he was a great guy everybody knew him but he didn't have any close friends he didn't have anybody you can reach out to and that's that's one of the things as you get older you need to figure out how to weave that tight group that you can talk to Yeah. because yeah. there's some people that you can talk to about you know this part that know you from way back in the day yeah. that you know hey All my scars from back then, you understand. So you're not seeing me as just this terrible person because I'm ragging on somebody. Yeah. But they understand the backstory. Yes. So you need to keep those people. And then you need to have a good group going forward. Okay, these are people that I can call, that I can go have fun with. Yeah,
0: that make you want to be better. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And that's, I think that's what we're losing as a society with a lot of this is not, is the ability to form the appropriate relationships to get you through life. To, to make it to the next step, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. It's obvious, our divorce rate is what, 55% now? Yeah, so really we don't right. have this community support to get through a marriage anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't have you know, the community support to make a relationship healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. And they just see it, it happens so often that, so I'm divorced as well, sure. but, but way younger, so no one kidding me, no, everyone was like, you asked for that. You know and so it happens so often that there isn't a lot of support because they're like oh like that's your own fault you know you make your bed you sleep in it yeah. type of thing. and so it's it's unfortunate because there are it's not easy no matter who you are it's like
1: but there's something also freeing in that statement to look at it and say I did that and I made that choice yeah absolutely yeah and it's my fault okay yeah. and moving on from that mm-hmm. that's one of the things of i you know, getting divorces, looking at that person, being like, "I loved you for a reason." Right. Okay, now I don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I made that mistake. Let's let's move on.
0: Or or just a lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe you know, I don't know. Um, your daughter came out of that yeah. beautiful. That's Absolutely. awesome. And so from from, if that's yep. what came out of it, that's what came out of it. Yeah.
1: A life. Yeah. That's that's the healthy way of looking yeah. at it. And there's a lot of people that will sit there and be like. Ah, oh, you know, it's, oh, it's this and that. And it's one of, those, one of those things I go back and forth on of like, how much therapy is good therapy? How many of these people are actually qualified to? And then how many of these, cause everybody's like, oh, everybody should go to therapy. Everybody should go to therapy. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you with a good, good workout regimen, eating proper and having some good friends that yeah. 90% of your stuff could go away. And you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't need to take three or four of those medications how much of that therapy is actually rehashing old stuff and then just keeping that wound open so you can pay somebody 150 bucks a week yes. and then how much of that is actually closing that wound and moving past it because there's a lot of therapists out there that will take your money at week on week out and whether or not they're helping is is impossible to judge because you're still this bundle of frail nerves and they're not pressing you to be hardened yeah, and they're not pressing you to move past it they're not pressing you to actually take the next step Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's that would be an interesting thing to look at of like what what percentage of therapy is good therapy what 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 would actually what constitutes good therapy nowadays because i don't think I don't think rehashing everything and being like, woe is me, this is bad, and having somebody just reflect that back to you is ever good. You need those friends to tell you, hey man, yeah, you were an asshole. Guess what? Yeah, you're an asshole. Step up. Like, like,
0: stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. until you have the power to get up out of bed the next day mm. and make that, like, yeah. no, no therapist is going to be like, oh yeah, you know, you're depressed. It's like, no, get up, actually go walk. Yes. Did you walk today? Did you walk around your neighborhood for 30 minutes? Then you have no reason to be depressed. Yeah. Did you do everything that you could mm-hmm. to get yourself? And that's here's the tools that I yeah.
0: provided yeah. you with. Are you using them? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That'd be that'd be an interesting one to rabbit hole to go down mm-hmm. is to see what what constitutes good therapy because I don't think there I don't think there's a very good spectrum of okay this is what you should avoid and this is what you should go to. Right. And right. I think that a lot of this is, you know, coddling the coddling the American generation that yeah. has so many problems.
0: Do you really want to be better? No. And that's what my... I, I go in there and, yeah, I have days where I'm like, for me, but I need someone to tell me, get out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of your head. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I go in there wanting to be better. I know people... I have friends that call me that I'm like... I will only continue to answer your phone calls and listen to you vent if you're actively trying to find a solution to your yeah. shit, because I'm not enabling that, you know, Yeah. I
1: know that. Yeah. yeah, and there's there's times to vent and there's times to not, mm-hmm. but I don't know, how everybody finds that solution is different. Okay. I, I just think it's interesting that all of a sudden everybody needs to go to therapy and that this whole generation's taking enough medication to, uh, you know, mess up the water table because we're flushing a lot of it down, the dra- a lot of it down the drain in our piss. You know, yes. we have we have fish that now test positive for Xanax. Yeah,
0: that's scary. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that uh, medication is always the answer. I don't think that it. I I've had my own fair share of problems. Yeah. My own fair share of medication. Yeah. And, and this point, at this point in my life, I I do need it yeah. <laughs> but I I don't think it should be the first thing you give somebody
1: you know well if it's if it's the tool that you rely on instead yeah. of the tool that you use to get up right like if you if you make it your staircase instead of building the staircase while you
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know while you have the ability mm-hmm. you know so you can you use it to remove the cloudiness so you can build the path instead of using it as your path
0: yeah absolutely that's, if so you take it away, then you're like, "What do I do?" Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And then you're 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 gone and done, and you haven't built anything. That, it's that Yeah,
0: gonna stand. It's just gonna blow over with the wind.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 And, but like, like you being in the fitness industry or anything like that, you know, a lot of it could be solved with diet, exercise, and just yeah. telling people, "Hey, harden up a little bit. See yeah. how see how much you could actually push yourself yeah. before you crumble. If you're gonna cry." You know, I cry, know. cry over something that's gonna hurt. Yes. Actually, be hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's the only thing I've ever wanted to instill in my daughter is like, look, life's gonna be tough. There is no getting around that. The only thing you're guaranteed is life will be tough, yeah. and you're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. So, if you crumble the first time somebody you know comes at you, what what good are you? And that's one of the things I've loved watching her in jujitsu. Is yeah. I wrestle her hard, and I don't, you know, I don't take it easy. I, mm-hmm. I throw her around, and I mm-hmm. make sure it's fun. Mm-hmm. We're all giggling, but, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody ever lays a hand on her, if the last thing I want is for her to freeze up. But, you know, mm-hmm. somebody bigger lays a hand on her, she's like, oh, I've been here before. This isn't anything. Watch this, and it's funny to watch some of the bigger boys take her on. Um, because she's wrestled with her older brothers. Yeah. Um, and she wrestles with me, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's just smiling and laughing all the time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make, it doesn't crumble her mm-hmm. to where you see other kids that haven't, you know, haven't been pushed, haven't been tripped, haven't been, you know, it's, it's all fun and games, but it teaches them, like, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, kick her feet out from under her. I'll make sure she lands softly, mm-hmm. but when it happens in real life, it's not one of those things that's like, she's oh. Like helpless. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's too many people that... Oh my goodness, I'm I'm frozen in fear from something where you're like, hey, that, that happens a lot. You should probably figure that out.
0: Yeah. Um, or
1: or I can't do it without my dad there.
0: Yeah. Or I can do it without my mom. She, yeah. she's like, I can do it on my own. Yeah. I love that.
1: That's that's one of the greatest things I get to hear now is no dad, I, I can do this. Yes. I'm like, oh ah. it crushes, it crushes <laughs> me on the inside. I'm yes. like, I'm losing it. But she's she's gonna be able to do it on her own. Good. But raising that strong and smart. Instead of reliant on, all right, I need to find outside validation. Oh, I need boy. to find. Yeah, yeah. well, uh-huh. we all, we all <laughs> need external validation yes. to the part. We do. But to have the reliance to know that you can do it yourself, that's. I just want her strong and smart. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're challenging people enough to do that. No. I don't think that there's enough out there saying, all right, yeah, you're you're hurt, but right. let's keep going. Yeah. You know, you can make it. This isn't the end of the world. You're alive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's all I want her to be able to do is the moment she gets in a bad situation, she's like, "Yeah, this ain't bad." I don't know, because mm-hmm. you look at kids that melt down over the littlest of things, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What? What, the heck? what are your parents parent, parents preparing you for?" Like you're gonna crumble yeah. the moment somebody challenges you yeah and that's the scariest thing ever so those those people are oh those people are the most unpredictable
0: 100 percent. 100 percent. and like i mean i i got strength in a different way just like growing up on a farm i didn't do i didn't live in a city like this where those things were close by yeah but like working i think just like hard labor yeah. as like a little kid yeah. you know picking thistles in the field as a, i worked as like nine years old Gonna and things mix. like that just you know putting them to work and, and making them like humble yeah you know yeah you can have this if you work for it
1: yeah and you can realize that a hard day is work yeah. it's a hard day is work so yeah. you don't ever you know take for granted what you have yeah and that's that's an important thing all well, right Take her around to all my job sites, you know, mm-hmm. in the summertime, and she cleans up with me. Yes. And she sees all the guys working on the roof. And, yeah. You know, we make sure to thank all of them and we make sure to clean up and help. Be polite. And, yeah. Care
0: about everyone. Yeah. It, it's hot. Well, that's too bad. We're going to stay out here yeah. until the job's
1: done. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Grab a drink of water, get right back at it.
0: That's awesome.
1: And that's, I think there's a backbone that you can build into somebody. And then. I don't know. Is there, do you think that there's a cutoff where it's too late and you can't anymore, or do you think people are flexible to where at any time in life you can build a backbone in them?
0: No, I think it starts early on because, like, I have I have cousins. Honestly, I have cousins that grew up in the city mm-hmm. and they weren't exposed. They didn't have parents that made them do anything. No. What What do you want to do? My parents made me do a lot of stuff. No. Made me do a lot of stuff. So they'd come to visit and we we're two completely different people. My parents were like, they, you know, they're scared of a tick crawling on them, yeah. you know? And I'm out here like rapid snakes. So I think it starts early on. I think it's 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 the parents still being a parent, still being okay. the one in charge. I mean, like, you're going to do this because okay. I told you to. I don't know, that's for my, I don't have kids though.
1: So then how does that factor into, what you've seen in your religious transformation and a redemption factor for for religion if there's if you can come back and build a religious backbone and find god Early can, on, can no later, oh, in life, oh, later in life later in life if you can find it later in life can you find is that part of building a backbone in somebody later in life is to find that you know get rid of the vice and find the virtue because mm. you've come out and said that your faith has now strengthened you and yeah. you said that that's, yeah. that's something important. So 100%. then, but you've already had the strong backbone of conviction, you know, yeah. through MMA, through fitness and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. I think, um... I think it's... I I've thought about this a lot because I thought about how I would raise my kids um, different than I was raised and how, like, I would definitely instill... That religion isn't just religion; it's a relationship. Okay. It's not. Um, it's not just about going to church. It's not just about saying I'm religious. It's about really. Do you know why you're religious? Okay. Do you know why we believe in God? Why do we talk to God? You know, I want them to know why and and. Um, what he does within us and what he does for us. And, and for me, I think I would like to instill that early on so that they have someone other than me and my future spouse to um, to look to. You know, if they need someone and they don't feel like they can come to us, they always have God, no matter what, no okay. matter. I think that it should be something that should be instilled early on um, as like a, like a figure to go to, a stronghold. <laughs> but that's just my own personal,
1: no, it's a, yeah. it's an interesting one. I've never, yeah. I don't know, I've never found peace in religion or yeah. peace in a church or...
0: I say or, like, yeah, because I don't have, I I cut my parents out of my life. Yeah, so yeah. like, who do I go to? Well, I don't have, I don't have a family outside of them. It's just okay. my immediate family. So it's either people I just met, like yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? People yeah. like this or... or
1: so who do I go to yeah and, and in building that community you know your yeah. your your church community and all that is, yeah. is a good group to build yeah. I've, I I just find it interesting when people mm-hmm. say that, that 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 relationship with somebody with with, with God mm-hmm. and and no offense on okay. any any of no, this is is really. you know a being that doesn't talk back of being yeah. in oh but I interpret it through this and this and this uh-huh. I, I don't know I've never found peace in that Okay. I've never seen it as a reciprocal relationship to yeah. where it's, it's something that ever comforted me. So I never I, did either. It's interesting to hear when people do yeah. of, of what they, what they get from that and how, how they see that. I know. Cause I've, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I grew up in the church and yeah. fell out of that for multiple reasons. Uh, but. My best understanding of, of a higher power is is a sunrise above treeline, yeah. that wink and a nod of, hey, you have this beautiful ball of light that could kill you at any second, yeah. but for whatever reason just seems to work on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and that there's a higher power out there, mm-hmm. and it's a wink and a nod of, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it's all right, You're not you got to, b- yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I've never I've never seen it as all right, this is my personal relationship yeah. with this. It's always.
0: I understand that.
1: Yeah. I've I've always found I've always found it way more comforting to be small instead Mm -hmm. of instead of God knows me on a personal level. God knows me on this. I've always found it way more comforting that I am but a speck of nothing in the universe. That I don't matter. And that's that's my comforting is that none of this even matters. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter. You're a speck of nothing in the universe. And that, I think people look at that and think that that's a real pessimistic view, but no? it's super comforting to me to know that none of it matters, mm-hmm. that yeah, my, my, my simple actions don't matter on a daily basis. Right. It only matters that I'm nice to that person because that's that's the relationship that we have. Right. So it's interesting to hear mm-hmm. somebody that, okay, that personal relationship brings me brings me here, brings me there. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never had that, I don't, I don't understand it.
0: I, so I didn't, okay, listen. So I grew up Southern Baptist, Was that was basically um, in and out of the church. My dad had a bad wreck, killed somebody on a motorcycle and my parents never went to church again after that. So I was, I was pretty young after that. Then I got married when I was 18 to a man who, him and his family, they're very religious. We went to church. And I didn't, I'd go to church, and I was like, yeah, that's a nice message. And I didn't understand it. Like, okay, yeah, I'm religious. I went to church. I'm doing, I'm, I'm walking the walk. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing to instill into my life. I'll, I'll take that, you know. But I never understood it until I needed help. And no one could help me. Okay. Like, I was on the edge, like, the verge of, of like, I don't I know I don't matter, I don't have a purpose here, my family fucking sucks, I like, I don't know what to do. Huh? I need help, but no person can help me. Okay. And that's when it like, was like, I need your help because I don't know what to do. And that's when I look to God. And since then, every time I need help, I look to God. And I know it's weird. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about because I did the same thing. I just like I don't really know, and I was I, I was doing bad things, you know. I was partying, I was acting a fool, you know. Sure. Um. But now it's like it's different. And um. Like when I need guidance on something, I pray about it. And I you know I I just sit like you said. I I'll sit at Horse Tooth and watch the sunset. And God made all of this, and yeah. I just sit with it. And, God is all around you. God is the water and the mountains and the the
1: grass and trees. You just sit in peace. So that's me. And it's interesting to hear... So do you think... And again, not to be rude, do you think that that's God? Or do you think that that's your own mind creating a solution to your problem?
0: No, I just just see this... um, not a solution to my problem because my problems aren't. I don't have solutions to my problems, but <laughs> But it's just something, something that gives it purpose. Something that um, you made me, you made me for a reason. You made everyone for a reason. We. I don't know what that purpose is, but how can I serve you? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I feel like our job is to spread the word of God, but. You know, and say that he's alive. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I don't think it's a solution to my problems, but I, I do find him uh, comforting. You know, those times, and, and like, I do think those, those, pro- those, uh, my past, they're tools. And I think the only reason I went through all those things was to help other people in some way. And here I am
1: trying to figure it out but like uh, I don't think you go through something for no reason yeah yeah at least speak speak freely yeah yeah yeah. I'm 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 curious do you think you could have found the same solace in Hinduism do you think you could find the same solace in Buddhism do you think that I'm I'm just interested in like I tried and it, and it wasn't there?
0: It wasn't there.
1: Okay, I, so <laughs> when when he says, I am the way, the truth, the light, that that is your one path.
0: Yeah, and okay. I'll, I'll tell you, like, I got into, I, t- I even told my parents, I'm like, God's not real. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we, we're such bad parents, you, like, guilt trip me. And I'm like, no, I just don't, I got into the New Age Beliefs doing uh, tarot card readings and, like, never was, like, a stone person.
1: Crystals and stuff Crystals. like that.
0: Never was a crystal person. Okay. But definitely got into the, you know, the readings. And, yeah. stuff, and the, the psychic stuff. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is real. And this is all bullshit to me. To me, I don't want to fit anyone else. But to me, I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't...
1: <laughs> okay. So then, why, why would why? your beliefs be real and others be bullshit? That's what I've never, I've never been able to. If I'm willing to say God is real, I'm willing to say that everything else is real too. Because if you're gonna look at the Bible yeah. and take that as word, yeah. then you should be able to look at anything else and say, okay, that's that's in the realm of possibility yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Um I'm not saying that psychics are not real. They're definitely real. I and mean, even the Bible says they're real. Sure. Um but the way I was using them and the problems that, that I was encountering okay. between that was not the way to live my life. Uh, and I'll tell you, I, I wasn't against it at first. I was, I was absolutely in it, I was for it. Um, but it caused so many problems because you, you do a, a tarot card reading or you get one or you receive one from someone else or you go to a psychic and they tell you, they like predict things, you're gonna be doing this and it strays you in a direction. You know, or it makes you go in a direction that because someone told you to do it and I don't know, it just really it caused a it was like like conflicting with my values and conflicting with what I really wanted to do versus what I was told to do now I'm just going down this path because someone else told me that's what the path I was going to go down yeah. instead of what I really wanted to do so I, and then I, I got caught up with like relationships I've been single for a long time and I've dated but um doing those psychic readings and like getting love involved and in things, oh my goodness, that's like
1: a whole other rabbit hole. Problem. we'll I have to talk about that? That's an interest that's it's a full another topic. That'd be interesting to hear about of how the hell do you do a relationship with tarot card readings? I've never I've never that's dealt an, in that realm and oh
0: my gosh of,
1: of what any of that. I don't know. It's I find it, I yeah. find it interesting I I I I I couldn't even imagine.
0: It's it's a whole my the issue that I had with it, and, and I know this isn't for everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I got obsessive with it. Yeah. I the information I was getting, I would obsess over, and then I'd expect that to happen. But with God, with Christianity, it was no expectations. You put all all of your hope and faith into something um, to a God that's going to do it for you. So when it happens, it happens, and so you. I found peace in that because I can live my life and I, I have this reliance of on something else that I'm like, ah, oh, he's got me taken care of. Instead of the tarot card readings, it was like, oh, this blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy, this, you know, yeah. you're always looking for it. Okay. Oh, it just, I couldn't do it.
1: I just, so then do you find that that's something that you're extremely fit? You've done all that, so that's an obsessive part of your yeah. life also. Yeah. So do you find that your obsessive tendencies kinda took that and that yes. the freedom that you found from religion is away from your obsessive tendencies? Yes. Okay.
0: hundred percent And and I do agree with like Buddhism. I I mean, in in some aspects, I, I agree. I, I don't think any religion is wrong. I just this is the one that I believe in. Mm-hmm. Buddhism is really interesting. It's more I th- I think. It's like more rules of life and how to live your life, and I, I agree with those. All those things are right. Yeah, you know, it's like
1: freedom from desire. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and I took a world religion class, or whatever world world religion class, and it was very interesting. And um, obviously, all these different cultures believe in something, so there is something, but yeah. you know, it's every culture is different.
1: Yeah, I. I... I think that's. I think that's where I. I left off on my journey of yeah. faith is when. When you start pointing the finger at others and saying they're wrong. Who's
0: wrong? No. It's,
1: it's, and that's. I
0: don't think
1: it's wrong. I don't. That's. I think if you're gonna look at one and say that's right, then yeah. you look at the next one and say that's right, mm-hmm. and if if it brings you strength mm-hmm. and peace,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and helps you on your journey to be a better person, yeah. I think that's just fine.
0: I agree.
1: I. I think when it's used as a weapon and used as control, which is interesting because you say, you know, tarot cards were leading you in a direction, Yeah. but if the Bible's a prescription for your life, how is that not the same as leading you, leading you in a direction?
0: Um, so it instills, it's like foundation, like, uh, tarot cards are more so you're asking a question, um... The Bible is more of a foundation of how to live your life, how to build this house. Um, House out of holy bricks that aren't going to blow over. Now, tarot cards, you ask the cards a question. um, What job? I don't have a job right now. I'm I'm self-employed, entrepreneur, get money, you know, doing other things. So what job will I have next? Oh, it's going to be in advertising and it's going to be in another state and there's going to be travel and all this those are very very specific details that you're picking up from cards okay um the bible doesn't really tell you that right it tells you what values to have it tells you you know not to do um, work that's like sexual, not to do sex work or
1: anything. um, I guess it depends on what...
0: Immoral, yeah.
1: What what stance you take on it. I mean, one of my... I worked back in Pennsylvania for a long time in the oil field, Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite things that I really wanted to go find was the traveling serpent churches. I, they, they're they the ones that, you know, thou shalt take up serpents and behold the Lord. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, catch rattlesnakes, copper mouse, all, or copperheads, and uh, cotton mouse. Yeah. And they stand up and dance with serpents in their hands in front of the church. Interesting. And they're the ones, you know, if you get bit, you don't go seek antivenom or treatment or anything. You get prayed over.
2: Okay.
1: And they've been banned throughout the United States. But there's still these traveling sects in Rome. uh roaming churches back in like old dutch country old pennsylvania old west virginia that have that have these sects that truly believe that that verse is a prescription you take up serpents to show that you're with the Lord so it's interesting to hear you know you say you say it's a foundation of how you should live But another sect says, no, that's exactly what you need to do. You need to take up serpents and show the Lord that you believe in them.
0: Okay. And then the, even the Native Americans, um, okay, I'm not going to speak for all tribes, because even the tribes are different. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know, um, the southern tribes in, like, Arizona, Cherokee, and things like that see, see serpents yeah. as an evil presence. So they're not Christians. You know, they have native beliefs, but um, in their spirituality, it's a bad omen to see a snake. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It, it's very... It's just... It's different. Yeah.
1: So then, on your journey, as far as where you wanted to go, what what foundation have you laid so far to... To make that next step, what have, what have you seen as far as your change? You you know, quit school. You quit the gym. You started a podcast. So I'm what?
0: abstinent. Um, that's a big thing for me. that has been on my heart for a while. And, and my friend was talking about it, and it was weird. Um, I have these two good friends are getting married soon, and they're pretty open about the male um, being abstinent. He, he took this. Before they met. He was absent for like two years. And, um, I don't know his story exactly from his mouth, but from his girlfriend, you know, that's what he, it was just like a, a test of faith. And she was talking about it one day. And I had this like weird voice that said, you need to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh. So since then it's been kind of in the back of my mind, like, um, you need to do this. And so yeah. I, I did it. And, um, so, so that's been one thing, and I think sacrificing, or or um, what's it called when you when you don't eat? What's that called? Uh, fasting. Fasting. So fasting isn't necessarily eating, but fasting is giving up something. For Abs- prayer.
1: Yeah, abstaining from or mm-hmm. taking away.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so that's something. Um, so since then, basically. Anything that I've, that's been like, stre- that stresses me out. Like, I was extremely depressed and very unhappy in school. Mm-hmm. And i there are times that I really enjoy it and I'm good at it, but I'm like, I have all these negative feelings. Like, I'm really unhappy. I'm not sure that this is for me. And not knowing what to do. I'm too late into this program to change. Yeah. Um, what do I do? And, and so I to pray about it. And, I don't know, the, the podcast thing, I, I want to help people, um, and I'm not making money off this. And so this is just something that, you know, I I tell people, do do what sets your soul on fire. Like, do that thing that makes you just feel good and you get excited about. I like talking to people. I like having these conversations, getting to know you, and um, sharing information, and sh- swapping stories. And I, I think that we heal, and we... we Find outlets, and we find other ways to live doing that. So that's why I started that. But um, yeah, last week actually, I um, I had a pretty bad trigger. I was in the store. It was like Sunday, and I, I I was sexually assaulted almost five years ago. And I was in the store, and this man was following me around. I say following me because I ended up in the, like, the craft section, and then he was in the craft section, and I was like, there's no way in hell this, like, this big man with no, tattoos all need over him. just needed some cotton
1: balls and some puffy paints. Yeah,
0: there's no way in <laughs> hell that man is here. No. And so, I, I, like... I'm not someone to shy away from situations like that. Like, I want to confront you to your face. Like, I'm going to stand right next to you and make it awkward because I know you're following me. And I turned and I went down the same aisle and then he, he walked past me and, and said something to me. Like, like whispered something in it. Like I wanted to get out of that door so fast and um, it had a pretty bad trigger. Long story short, I thought he was following me home. He wasn't. He, uh... Like, this is all in my head. Yeah. I'm just panicking. And I'm like on my way home, and I see him unloading furniture out of his car um, at a house, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm fine. It's just it's just me, like I'm, I'm freaking out. And so I, I went, my favorite spot to go sit and think is, is Loveland Lake. Okay. So I went to Loveland Lake and it was like sunset and I just sat there and I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep having these triggers. I can't keep feeling depressed. Um, School is supposed to start tomorrow, and I'm still enrolled in classes. But I'm still on the edge. Should I drop out or should I I go ahead and enroll? Um, And I just sat there in silence and was like, "Give me an answer, please. Like I I need help." And I I have trouble knowing if it's me making these thoughts up or if it's you know, faith is weird, and so. The thoughts that I had was um, come back here to, for the next four days and um, and wait. I want you to sell all your things. I want you to get a job, pay off your debts, and wait. And that's um, so. I came back to that spot for the next four days at different times of the day. And the next day, I. I I told all my friends that I was selling my stuff and one of them said, are you gonna live in an RV? I said, no, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, so I, then I went to the lake and I was like, actually, that's not a bad idea. Then I was like thinking about it. I was like, that's actually something, you know, and I was like, maybe that's what he wanted me to, to do. And um, after the four days, basically what I got from that was community. Okay, and this is gonna sound crazy, but every time I went to that lake, no matter what time of day, there was always some sort of community, whether it was animals or people. Um, there, were, there was a couple taking pictures and she wouldn't have been able to take those pictures without the man, right? There was a, um, two male friends out on the boat and one stayed in the boat, one went to get the, the trailer, you know, and, and backed it down, they helped each other. Um, the next day it was like, a swarm of, of a flock of geese or whatever. And even, there's never one goose that strayed away from the group, it was always two or three. And they always stay together, it was always togetherness. And I don't know what I got from that, but I was like community, there's community everywhere. And um, even like there was a, a pelican, he was by himself, but he was he was with the geese. And they together, I'm like, you're never alone, we're never alone uh, And that's what, it, that was, I think I'm alone in everything that I do. I think that I'm always, um, without my family, I'm like, I'm alone in this world. I don't have anybody. I have people everywhere. I have people all over the United States. I have you. I, we barely know each other, but I have you as a person in my life, right? right? So there's like, we, we're never alone. I think that's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah. I, if, you're, if you're gonna go live in an RV, how do you plan <laughs> on keeping that community? I don't know. There's there's a lot to take from that. Okay. It was interesting. You okay. know, you said we'll go down the abstinence route yeah. first. As far as
0: hold
1: on. So going going down the abstinence route. How are you? Are you dating at the moment? How have you find found? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I am um, dating. Uh, talking to people. Yeah, I. I, I'm very open. Yeah. And the first thing I tell them, I'm like, just so you, you don't get the wrong idea, like, this is me, this is how. Oh. And I'm not prude. I'm just like, this is something I've never done before. Yeah. And a lot of people are okay with it. I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's It's an interesting culture right now. And yeah. it, was, it was very interesting coming yeah. out. I got married before. Um, dating apps yeah. I, I still had a flip phone
2: yes when
1: I and there was, you know you actually had to go out and meet people yeah. so coming out of marriage and you know dating Sweet. in the realm of swipe right swipe left
2: yeah.
1: it's super empty and super the way that those apps are designed to make you feel
2: yeah
1: is amazing amazing just how psychologically dead on they are to make you feel horrible and spend money and that's all they're designed to do yes because um, they've shown that the way women judge men and the way that men judge women are completely opposite. Like right? the eighty twenty rule is super prevalent for women, and then men just try and flood the market and cast a wide net. And ghosting and, and all these yeah, things. Yeah, it, it's interesting, and you find you you know you reach out for connection. And I've been fortunate to find a couple of lovely women yeah. over the over the years since I've been divorced that. I've had great relationships, but in the meantime, I mean, you find how hollow and empty everything can be, and it's, it's, it's interesting to see, and that, that's just on the dating side, getting, getting out of a marriage, and then looking in at other people's marriages from the outside, and then getting the invites to be in those marriages, is one of the weirdest, one of the weirdest (laughs) things of, like, You know, you you want to talk about abstinence. That was one of the biggest things of like, no, I don't want to solve your problems by coming in your marriage. That was that was one of the biggest things of oh my god. There there are a lot of people that swing in this town. A, that, lot a lot. A lot. That oh, you know what would you know would make our marriage better? Why don't you come join? It's like, I don't think yeah. I wanna do that. And then you look around and you're like, Oh, it makes a lot more sense. Okay, I see I see I see now. Like I'm 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 just a big dumb animal, but when you go back and like put together the dots, you're like, oh okay, okay, and yeah. So so the abstinence route is is an interesting one because it yeah. cuts out a lot of a lot of that feeling, a lot of that chasing of of stuff you try and shove down. Yeah. And. You know, and put on other people. Yeah. And that's really what it is. is uh-huh. You're just like, I'm taking all my problems and putting them on you for right now, for for a couple minutes. And that's it's an interesting way to live. I mean, whether it's right or wrong, okay. But I think it's interesting that you talk about that because you. Every, everybody says the same thing. As soon as they cut out social media, as soon as they cut out dating apps, they feel so much better. But, yeah, everybody goes back to it. Everybody is looking for that. Ooh.
0: You know what it so, is? And, and, like, I'm not the most, I'm cussing. I, like, am not an angel. No. But I will tell you, so many of my friends just, like, they have no self-respect. And my girlfriends, or guy friends, really, but, like, Mainly talking about women. Yeah. No self-respect and it's like, I'm just, I just want a guy and they, like, do you have any self-awareness of why you're doing this and why you're just every single night looking for someone to hook up with you? Like, that's, one, I think it's kind of gross. Two, you don't know any of these dudes. Three, you're depressed and sad all the time because none of them want to talk to you after yeah. after that. Like, why? Then why even do it? Don't, don't you want to have... Um, for me, I just want to make sure I have like, I'm obviously doing for other reasons, but like, I want to have a um, a genuine relationship that's not built on sex, and, and I, I know that they're with me for me. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, then how do you balance that out? So are you gonna wait till marriage then? No. Okay. So it's just abstinence until you are in a relationship and feel that you are on the same playing field?
0: I'm doing it for a year, okay. solid. For a year solid is my time frame. And then um, I will t- tell you like...
1: Okay, so it's independent of a relationship. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. this is my given time frame, this yeah. is what I'm taking for myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that.
0: Yeah, and I, I need it just because with my issues, with my problems, whatever, I have self-esteem issues and like, with that, with the hookup culture, we all know that a hookup boosts your self esteem in a moment. Until they ghost you. Yeah. So, for me, it's helped me a lot because I'm like, seen for more than just my body. So it's like, yeah, for self esteem, for sure it's helped because it's like, I, can, I have control. You know?
1: So then, you mentioned self esteem. Mm-hmm. How. Where, where do your self esteem issues come from? Because anybody looking on the outside would say, "Incredibly beautiful woman, capable, strong, has done everything."
2: Okay.
1: Where, where does that lie? Because as as the father of a daughter, that scares okay. the hell out of me to think that you know I could I could raise a daughter, she can be beautiful, smart, all that capable, and still have that insecurity, I'm blindsided as to where those issues for women come yeah. from. And that scares the hell out of me because I don't, you know, I, am Show her affection. Yeah. Okay.
0: Show sure her affection. Um, my dad, when I started uh, around like puberty, when I started getting boobs. I didn't want to hug my dad. Nope. It's weird. You know, it's it weird for me, but like he shouldn't, he had his own issues and he should have, um, you know, taken control and, and, and like given me a hug. I went years without hugging my dad. Okay, and and if I try and give my dad a hug, it's like a one arm pat. Okay, it's very, it's not. Okay. So, um, from the from that parent, um, uh, I think not not having verbal um, validation okay. of like when I dress up, you know. Um, for like proms or dances or I'd go on a date. He'd make fun of the boys I'd bring home. He'd make fun of them. Um, He'd make fun of everything and everyone and not compliment me, not tell me I look good or anything. And my mom would have to say, tell tell her she looks good, you look good. And so that was how one parent was. Um, So he was extremely, Hypocritical of yeah. everyone. <clears throat> um, my mom was more in competition with me. So my mom is seeing me as more like, that
1: was tough. That uh, mother-daughter relationship is always an interesting one because you have so many different dynamics that it can take. and. So many, yeah. I've seen so many women that are in competition with their mom, and it's like, what is what going fuck? on?
0: We're actually, we used to be really close, and we're so much alike, but at the same time, you're my mom.
2: Yeah.
0: At the end of the day, you're my mom. Yeah. We're, we're not best friends. I'm not fighting with you. Like, we're sisters. So yeah. That's weird. Uh, I'm not going to talk to you about my sex life. I don't want to know about your sex life.
1: Yeah.
0: There's, there needs to be boundaries.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I would say the biggest thing that hurt me was just them, like just not, not seeing me. Okay. I was seeing the needs that I, I had needs and I, they weren't met. Okay. And um, just like, this adolescent girl who's like changing, her body's changing. You know, the, I was this tomboy growing up. And, and my dad would make fun of me for carrying a purse. He'd make fun of me for wearing makeup. But he was uh, he he praised me for wearing camo pants and Harley Davidson shirts, and so I'm like confused. So the boys would make fun of me at school for wearing that stuff. So uh, just uh, be validating, you know, be yeah. validating and, and support her no matter what weird stage she's in. Oh. Yeah. You know, you go through these emo stages, you know that. You go through these weird like, I'm a rock star, I want to paint my nails oh, black. Yeah. Don't make fun of her.
1: <laughs> okay. So then as a child, how do you how do you weed out what stages you support and what stages you have to call?
0: I'd say there's things like values, instilling values. Like okay. you can paint your nails black but you're not getting your tongue pierced. Or like until you're until you're out of the house.
1: So you're 18 you can't get any tattoos yeah, stuff right. like that mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah they made rules yeah. for me like that i thought was fine but um yeah just i'm a very out there person anyway I, i'm very weird that's my personality but i was always made fun of from, by my own parents so or uh i bring girls over and they make fun of them they make fun of every single person that i hung out with like, the guy that I married, they, behind his back, would, you know, tell, you know, tell me that he was a little soft or whatever, and I loved him. We're married. Yeah. Why would you, why would you do that and then make me feel?
1: Uh, that's, that's the one thing I've always wanted to make sure is that she feels supported. Yeah. And that whatever she tries and does, you know, whether yeah. I'm there or not, she knows that, hey... I got you. I'll mm-hmm. pick you up. I'll make sure that you're all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of the one of the things that can undercut somebody so bad is when they we uh, I don't even know the best way to explain it. When you see kids that don't have that support system, yeah. that don't have that, and seek seek that so bad because you can see it in certain kids. Me and my ex wife actually ran a daycare for a little bit. Um, And we had a bunch of different kids over at the house. And you could see, like, the kids that didn't get enough attention or validation or anything like that. You know, my daughter is super soft spoken and uh, and goes about her way, but she also gets a lot of the stuff that you need. And you see these kids that are all up in your face like screaming for attention in and
0: need. yeah
1: and you're like oh man what are what are you missing at home what are you trying to what are you trying to accomplish here with all this right in my face screaming at me like it's it's an interesting battle of of making sure that they're taken care of and making sure that they're getting what they need and yes. versus i don't know there's there's a lot of things going on in the world that i don't think i could support as a phase but that's that's a whole other topic no, no like, i
0: agree i agree with you
1: Emo phase I could do. I don't know about some of the other stuff yeah, that's know. going on right now. I know.
0: I agree. And that's your own values and yeah. your you have that. But yeah. um, I will tell you like I even in therapy I, I ask like why why I'm like this. Like why why uh, do I not know how healthy like I've had to literally learn what a healthy relationship sure. was. What? So I'm like asking this this woman. Like why I don't I don't understand. Basically, you know, you as an adolescent, like a early, like preteen, you develop this sense of independence. Yeah. And if that's not nurtured, if if you're not um, get, given, getting your needs met during that time, um, that's when you're becoming your own person and separate from your parent and separate people. Um, and if your parent is still make, treating you like you're one mm-hmm. the whole thing, that that really Messes up your developmental stage. Oh, yeah. Um, So you're, yeah, yeah, you're unable to to learn how to meet your own needs. That's what, as a healthy person, you learn how to meet your own needs during that time.
1: Maybe. Emotionally. I don't know. I still feel like I'm just as messed up as everybody else. I just found coping mechanisms that work for me. Right. But you're meeting
0: your needs. You're doing what you need to do. Yeah.
1: I try. I try. That's the, I. You know, like I said, I found mountain biking, I found jiu-jitsu, I mm-hmm. found going to the gym, mm-hmm. and that's, there's plenty other things that mm-hmm. I could've found that would've been way, way less mm-hmm. appropriate and way less helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: And everything you're going through, all those feelings are normal, but ins- oh, yeah. instead of clinging to someone else, you, you found strategies.
1: Oh, well, I don't know. I still find myself in relationships going, what the hell did I do oh, again? Yeah. That's always that's always a good feeling of, ah, well, I ended up in this part again. Interesting to be here. And realize your own demons of, like, oh, I thought I'd never end up in this place again. Weird. How did I get here?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you look back on it, and you're like, oh, I took the same path. Mm-hmm. I did the same things. Mm-hmm. I saw the same signs, and I still mm-hmm. went through. Why?
0: Yeah. Why? What? What within me is, like, yeah...
1: Well, then, how much is nature and how much is nurture? Mm. You're built with a set of hardware that you can't change. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you get hit over the head real hard or have a stroke, so then you're hardwired to be attracted to something Yo. very, very, very much so. Yeah. And that's that's based on what you're born with and that's based on how your brain's configured because mm-hmm. you're hardwired for the best suitable match for whatever your brain configuration
2: mm-hmm.
1: is. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, how much of a hindrance are you, are you at just from what you're born with, and then how much of a hindrance are you getting from how much you've been how you've been raised, and then you know how can we overcome those deficits? And a lot of times you can't. A lot, a lot of times, times you, you just you just end up in the same situations and.
0: Dude, seriously, healthy relationships are like they're boring.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They're boring.
0: I'm like I can't. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I tell right, so my friends are still married. I'm like, stay married. You yeah. like, I, you know, I'll, I'll sit back and tell you about my weekend, but it's yeah. not, it's... it's not as all. If you can be at home with your wife and with your kids, that yeah. is all that matters. Because you know, all I ever want to be is at home with Kella, yeah. just taking care of her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the boring. So then, okay, as somebody that's gone through what you've gone through and chase the things that you chase do you think that your adrenaline junkie side is what gets you also into those situations where you're seeking out a little more of a a testing instead of just you know even playing field
0: potentially potentially a lot of the really nice men that I meet I'm like "Mm."
1: because isn't that terrible yes isn't it is not that terrible like
0: I know I know they're good people like I know they're healthy people I know they would treat me with good
1: yeah but
0: I'm like uh, like I can't I kind of like to have a little like weirdness I don't know
1: you know well everybody wants to be challenged everybody wants to have a spark but that is. spark comes at a cost sometimes
0: is it worth it is it worth it I
1: don't I know, know. Is a second divorce worth it? Is a third divorce? Is a. It's hard. Oh, I've looked at my friends. Like I said, I'm my third, fourth divorce, and you're like, eh, interesting. But those people also need to be with somebody, and it's it's yeah. a very different person that can just step away and not be with somebody yeah. and be like, eh, okay. I'm okay with being alone rather than
0: being in a. But yeah
1: that's interesting how so then how in your next relationship will you know okay this is a good spark this is a bad spark I haven't come across that yet. Okay. I have no idea because I still walk in the fire and I'm like oh this feels good Yeah, a, getting burned is awesome it's
0: this taken is, me a long time like so I know it's it's an okay person to be around when I don't idolize them immediately okay when I still keep that independence, when I when I don't wanna, mm, I have issues with like idolizing narcissistic men. Okay. It's like, I know that if I put this man on a pedestal and I like am thinking about him, like when's he gonna text me? Like when do I talk to him? That is not the person I need to get involved with immediately. If if, if it's someone that I can talk to and I, I can go a couple of things. I'm talking to me and i'm okay i'm fine i know that it's a healthy a healthy person okay i know that's kind of weird but that's how i'm no, navigating my own
1: trauma that's a that's a good way to be that spark right off the bat exactly. is usually an interesting sign that yeah there's yeah there's some codependency issues there yeah. you know we all fall into that mm-hmm. i've fallen into that it's, it's hard yeah you
0: just gotta be aware of it and like how do you like, how do you you don't know
1: well, and how do you know if you're not just lonely at that point and you're like, oh, I'll do anything and, you know, whatever comforting moment happens, happens. Yeah. yeah.
0: Boundaries, setting boundaries, that's huge. I didn't, I'm like, what, what are boundaries? What are boundaries? Yeah. Oh, I can tell someone that I don't want to do something or like, and they're expected to be okay with that.
1: There's a lot of people that aren't, a lot of people that aren't okay with, hey, I'm taking a weekend with the boys. I'm not going to be available. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. That weeds a lot of people out. Yeah. Because really, there's a lot of weekends where I'm like, eh, I'm not around.
0: Boundaries. My,
1: my phone's off. Those
0: are healthy. Uh, keep that, doing
1: that. Yeah. No, that, that's oh. one good thing. I've weeded out abandonment issues pretty quickly like that. Yeah. I'll shut off my phone and go camping for a few days and be like, well, yeah, yeah that 32 text messages doesn't really cut it for me. Or, you know, after the third or fourth date, you're like, still texting me going i don't know if this is gonna work i'm like i don't even know what this is why are you texting me you know all this stuff mm. that's yeah. yeah boundaries are boundaries are an interesting yes. one to, to set up and they're an interesting one to weed people out
0: yeah yeah because you like you get to a point where like i just want to live my own life and if you add to my life in any way if i like look forward to talking to you when i'm ready to like after i'm done doing what i'm doing
1: Okay, but then comes the thing, one of uh, the most interesting talks I've ever had, I was actually out on a business trip in uh, Utah, Mm -hmm. huge Mormon population out in Salt Lake, um, talking to, you know, CEO of a company Mm -hmm. we were doing business with, Mm -hmm. and just gotten to talk about his faith and Mormon faith, and hey, you know, you guys marry so young, what is that? And he starts talking about, you know, how... You know, you go through your transitional phases and, you know, you either come together or go apart. And then at some point, do we get to a point where we can't be in a relationship because we've, we've, we've settled into being alone so much? And that was one of the things he said, if you don't learn how to be together young and learn how to grow together, you can get to the point where being alone is okay, so you'll jettison everything you have.
0: That's kind of where I'm at to
1: be. Isn't isn't that where it's at? It's like, I'm just, uh, that's, that's what I get from a lot of women is I'm just, I'm just as fine alone. And it's like, is that a good stance to take? If you want a marriage and you want kids, that stance is going to come back and bite you because you'll end up looking at the marriage and being like, I'm better. I'm just as good alone. I can do this alone. You are right.
2: Yeah. It's, it's
1: one thing I've got is like, I I jettison stuff because it's like I have a house. I have. A, I'm fine. I don't need this. Okay, I'll just go back to doing my own thing.
0: Subconsciously, it's like this fear of getting into 100. percent That's how it is. Like yeah. I I've been alone for so long that I'm interested in people. But my single life is better than right. potentially getting into something worse.
1: So I already have a daughter. I already have that. And marriage is probably not on the horizon for me unless yeah. I unless I see something because yeah. I've already. But you've already been through it too. Yeah. So if you want kids and a marriage out of that, how do you rectify I'm just a good alone versus, okay, I need a partner that's gonna hold me up and I need this relationship for this family.
0: Okay, so recently I've already, I made all these decisions for myself. I decided that I wanted to travel and get a bus or something and and renovate it. And I, like, um, I recently, I met a nice man over the weekend and I told him my situation and um, told him I'm absent, so he's interested in me not for sexual reasons and so I was like okay well this is what I'm planning on doing and if everything works out that's going to be my life for a while I just want to warn you and so I think if, if someone can be okay um, with starting out as like a friendship and, and you know not expecting having expectations of a big future just if they can be along for the ride you know in my own life as
1: well. Is that a good way to go about a relationship? I don't know. I because don't know. isn't bu- isn't a relationship building a relationship. So if you're just it's expecting somebody God. if you're expecting somebody to be along for a ride, they're just know. a part of your life and yeah. you're not actually building a relationship. Uh, true.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Justin, either. That's why I'm asking you. I have right? unsuccessful relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I am not I oh. don't I'm on the same page as you oh you I'm still, the, the things I'm saying are still down that I'm single yeah, path, yeah. so I don't.
1: But if your conscious know. decision is, I want marriage and I want kids, yeah. can mm. you just say, well, if somebody's along for the ride, or do you actually have to set up a life to where you build it with them? Because that's not something that you can have with somebody just along for a ride. Mm. A husband and kids are not just <laughs> along for a ride. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I can tell you there are things uh, that I consciously want to do before I have a family. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what I primarily am saying that because of that. But once I'm done traveling, um, yeah, I, I do think that it's it's a conscious effort to be for stability. Yeah. And um, setting up values together. Oh. Like, where do you have the same values as me? How are we going to pursue those? Um, yeah.
1: Because that's one of the things that I've i think i've noticed a lot is that there is no building with anybody anymore No. it is do you fit do you not all right get out of here i was like okay that's not how a relationship that's works true. especially with like kids in a blended family yeah. it's like you have to actually plan this out and do it smart and actually mm-hmm. want this yeah and if you don't then it's not going to work, mm-hmm. and it's going to be pretty ugly because mm-hmm. you're involving kids now.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, as a as a dad, you probably don't want to introduce women right away because you don't know
1: if it's going to work. I only introduce Kelly to one. And that's that's it. I don't bring women around. I don't do any of that. My dating life is very separate than that's, than what she has. It's good. You know, she's seen plenty of plenty. Dad has plenty of friends. There's always women and men and everything in my life that were friends, but nope. That's just something that's super separate. I don't want her to get the idea that people are um, disposable, I guess. Mm -hmm. I also want her to have a a good idea that she's capable of a relationship Mm -hmm. too.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Even
1: even though I'm not.
0: Absolutely. You know, you don't
1: want them to see that, you know, this is a failing situation every time. That's failure. No. Oh, huge failures. Huge failures. That's, That's exactly what it is. Huge failures. I mean, but that's life. I don't
0: think so. It, it's
1: learning lessons. It's 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 unfortunate if you don't take anything from it, mm-hmm. but you can call it a huge failure because mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what it is. It's only unfortunate yeah. if you don't learn from it. Yeah. Or Fair. I think it's even if forward. you, I think getting to the part where you recognize the red flags and then you'll see that you end up in the in the you know in the yeah. fire again yeah. is is even a step forward.
0: Three years challenges through dating, you're going to be able to help your daughter. Oh, yeah. Those are things that my parents, my parents are extremely toxic, and they're still together, like, you know, 30-something years. So, like, that's something that you're going to be able to help her with.
1: Well, that's an interesting thing. I look, I look back on my life of, I don't, the only marriage that was ever a success in my family was my grandparents. Yeah. My dad died when I was nine. Um, my mom and my stepdad um, separated when I was older. My uncle and his wife aren't together anymore. So to look back and have uh, a successful relationship was my my grandparents, and that was super toxic for many years. You know, alcoholism, all this sort of stuff. You know, rumors of abuse on both sides, and you know they stayed together for fifty nine years, and. Then, okay i'm not too sure that's what i want but to have that ride or die to see my grandmother after 59 years crying over my grandfather's funeral i mean
0: she needs a
1: lot yeah yeah
0: was it worth it she probably would say yeah
1: i would say so i mean they had an incredible life together but that's that's the sort of stuff where you they plan their life around it that's life yeah i don't we don't get that anymore we don't I think I think it's all disposable and I think it's all I don't think they I I I think that's the one thing I will challenge you on is Mm -hmm. is if they're along for the ride Mm -hmm. it's not gonna get you a family and and a husband I don't think that's I think that the, you actually have to plan it and build it yeah, if you want right. to travel travel
0: you're right if but, you want to have but trying to keep someone yeah. around for the long yeah. term isn't how to do it yeah because that's I, that's yeah. what i've
1: found is yeah. that all these women are like okay well if you fit you fit it's like well, that's how you even, I, I know yeah 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 well, that's, do you even know how a relationship works
0: if you fit in my life while i go travel
1: <laughs> it's scary because there's you know 37 year old women that still want to have kids i'm mm. like okay, you're 37, that means I need to marry you in the next six months, that means to we have to be popping out kids now. within yeah. the next. And it's like, mm. you're still thinking though that you have your own place, you have your own thing, you have your own stuff. It's like, do you understand what it takes to have kids and have a family in the next six months? Yeah. And that's, that's one of the interesting ones to come across is such independent lives don't create a family anymore.
0: That's a, this, ah, uh, that's such a good topic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. I, that's not something that a whole lot of people bring that up to me. I'm, I am that way. I'm going to be that way if I don't slow down.
1: And that's fine. You can have a set, set time period. Yeah. Um, but no, no offense to you. Yeah. Your, your woman's biological clock is way different than a man's. So if you want to have a family,
2: mm-hmm.
1: your, your time frame is, mm-hmm. is coming up you need to start yeah. looking at that and start saying, "Okay, this is what mm-hmm. I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. This is what I need. This is how I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. How old are you? I'm 37. You're
0: 37. Yeah. And so you're seeing you're dating women in that older age gap.
1: I've I've dated 30 to 42, 43, and I've Holy I've crap. had 42-year-old women say say that they still want to have kids, and that's that's, that's a scary. scary thing.
0: That's scary. I'm like,
1: uh, I don't mean to be rude, but I think we've passed that point to where you know congratulations you're a great you know head DA and you've had this wonderful career but Ooh. you you need to you need to start thinking about well,
0: like yeah
1: that, yeah that that should have been a choice a long time ago and that's one of the hard choices women are faced with of you know career family all that sort of stuff that's a that's an
0: excellent point for women my age to hear it is i am surrounded by nothing but really independent women mm-hmm
1: and that's that's fine you can be as independent as you want and you can do that but if 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 family and kids is in your future you can't have that well if he sticks around attitude you have to actually seek out and build it with somebody and that's the hardest thing Yeah. yeah you gotta yeah what do you want what do you
0: really want yeah ah that's interesting
1: i think that's the end of our podcast right there yeah
0: Thanks so much for for, uh, coming out today. Sure. Appreciate talking to you.